Hey, listeners, Dan Harris here, host of the 10% Happier Podcast. Imagine all your audio entertainment available in just one place. That's what the Audible app is all about. With Audible, you can always find the best of what you love or discover something new. Audible has an incredible selection of wellness titles and originals like The Light Podcast by Michelle Obama, Work It Out by Mel Robbins, and Confidence Gap by Russ Harris. Membership includes access to Audible Originals, podcasts, and tons of audiobooks that you can download or stream as much as you want. And as an Audible member, you can choose one title per month from an ever-growing catalog of titles to keep. The Audible app makes it easy to listen anytime, anywhere, whether you're traveling, working out, doing chores, wherever your day takes you. New members can try Audible now free for 30 days. Visit audible.com slash Harris or text Harris to 500-500. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Mari has grown her two fitness and nutrition brands. Co-founder of Bloom Nutrition. Forbes 30 under 30 list. A successful entrepreneur. Someone who has lost 90 pounds. Today's guest is Mari Llewellyn. Mari Llewellyn. My friend Mari. Welcome to the Pursuit of Wellness. Guys, welcome back to the Pursuit of Wellness. We have a really special episode planned for you today. We have a very, very iconic guest sitting next to me back for the third time. My partner in crime, my wing woman, my hype man, my executive assistant, Fee Addicts. Hi. This is a podcast. <laughs> you do have to say things okay, out hello. loud. Hello, everybody. Very excited <gasps> to be here. I didn't know if you wanted to keep going or you wanted me to talk, but I'm here. <laughs> Round three. We are also in our brand new studio today, which is looking super POW vibes. POW stands for Pursuit of Wellness, if you didn't know. Very green. We have our couch. We have our sign. Super cozy. And we are so excited to be in here today. Shout out to the POW team who are all in the room right now who made this happen. Couldn't do it without you guys. And we are so excited. So today we have a very interesting episode. The tables have turned. Fee, who arguably knows me better than anyone, will be interviewing me today. She asked you guys of the POW community for the juicy, hard-hitting questions you all want to ask me. You guys delivered. You guys asked all the questions you clearly don't want to ask me. You went through fee. And I have no idea what she's about to ask me. So we're all going to find out today. Before we hop into the questions, I want to thank you all so, so much for the feedback and enthusiasm with the podcast. It means so much to me to hear that you gain value or that you can relate to me or a guest. It's the reviews and feedback that really help me continue growing this show and getting amazing guests on. So just a reminder, please leave a review and don't forget to subscribe so you never miss a Monday episode. With that said, I'm going to hand it over to Fee because she is the host today. I am. I was so excited when Mari brought up this idea. Actually, our producer Anna brought it up for me to interview Mari. And I was a little hesitant at first, but after putting out the questionnaire for you guys, I was blown away by some of these questions. Some of them are a little unhinged. I might keep some of those to myself, but uh, we're going to get we're going to get down. So we're going to cover all different kinds of stuff from like morning routines and body image questions to what's it like living your life on social media, um, growth, mental health, and then we're going to end with some spicy relationship questions. So I'm super excited, but thank you guys all for submitting questions and being so involved. We love having the POW community involved in our uh, 
show. Yeah. Our show? In, in Mari's show. <laughs> We're co-hosts. We, but honestly, before you start, I'm down for anything. Okay. okay. So that's a, that's a risky statement. I might okay. re- regret that, but I'm okay. down for I anything. might slip some in there. But so I would love to start out kind of what Mari mentioned. You know, I know Mari's entire life. I know her, what she does from the moment she wakes up to the moment she goes to sleep, which sounds kind of crazy, but I do. But you guys don't. So I would love to kind of ask Mari, what is your current morning routine like? I know you've changed since I met you two years ago, Mm. kind of the way you work out and even the way you eat to the way you unwind or start your day. It's changed a lot. So what are you currently doing? Okay. Love that question. Do you want me to go into detail? details. Give okay. me a nitty gritty. Let's go into details. So it's definitely shifted recently. I would say due to my journey with my skin, my hormonal health, and also my nervous system and brain health. So when you met me, I was definitely a very regimented human being. And I mm-hmm. still am for the most part. But fitness really was the center of my world. So I used to wake up and immediately go to the gym and everything kind of revolved around that. Now I'm much more concerned with my internal and mental health, I would say. Mm -hmm. So I wake up, I'd say 6 a.m. is the average. And the first thing I do my hatch alarm clock goes off, which I genuinely we love. love That's not sponsored. I really Mari do. got me a hatch for my birthday and I am obsessed. Oh, it's yeah. The best. It's yeah. the best. So I love my hatch. Turn off my rain noise and then, oh, a little Ross. Oh, <laughs> sexy, sexy. <laughs> Sorry, guys. <clears throat> After I turn my rain noise off, I head into the bathroom and brush my teeth. And sometimes I will tongue scrape. I've been into tongue scraping. Which you have too. I have too. It is a game changer. Yeah. After you do it the first time, you're disgusted with what comes off your tongue. I'm going to be so honest. Yeah. <laughs> it's really gross. But like afterwards, the feeling, like your mouth never feels clean unless you do it. Like once you've done it. And what sold me on tongue scraping was that it's the beginning of your gut health. Because oh. if you have a clean tongue, you're not digesting any of that bad bacteria into mm. the gut. So really, really like that. After I tongue scrape, I will wash my face, head downstairs, and okay, so I'm habit stacking to the gods right now because what I have to do, my naturopath has me doing so many things for my hormonal health and skin that I am overwhelmed with the tasks. So at the moment, I'm habit stacking and still kind of figuring out what works for me. First thing I do is I make a glass of water. I throw in liquid glutathione, apple cider vinegar, Kinton minerals, that's it. And then I take my thyroid medication. That's gross. Glutathione actually smells bad. Mm. But I find that the apple cider vinegar, which you want to dilute because it's highly acidic. That tastes gross though, doesn't it? I'm immune to it at this point. And it kind of masks the taste of everything else. But I'm not really someone who like, I don't need things to taste good. I'm just like- You want the benefits. I want the benefits. So I do that. And then greens, bloom greens, obviously every morning. I feed Lulu. At this point, Lulu's like, hello, I'm hungry. She's already been on her walk. She gets Mm -hmm. up before me. So she gets her food. Then I make a liver drink. So this drink Mm -hmm. is really good for cleansing the liver. And something that my lab work showed actually was that my liver enzymes were elevated. So I make a big mug of hot water with lemon and salt. 
cleanses the liver and I'll usually take that with me mm-hmm. along with my ice roller for my face mm-hmm. and I'll go sit and do my gratitude journal, ice roll and have my water. So as you can imagine, like this is a full-time job. It's fitting it all. <laughs> this is a full-time job. Then I'll go outside and get direct sunlight. Into the eyes. Into the eyes. Like Mm -hmm. I actually walk like a block down so I can get the direct sun. Mm -hmm. My neighbors must be like, what is this girl doing? Because I'm the crazy neighbor standing in the middle of the street. It probably looks like I'm having an exorcism because I'm standing there with my arms open like, anyway, (laughs) you know, got to get that direct sun. Like very good for the cortisol levels. Mm -hmm. Then depends on what day it is. I'm either doing a long walk. Mm -hmm. Like that's what I did this morning or I'm headed to the gym. And at the moment, my workouts are only 40 minutes because I am working on lowering the intensity a little bit. Love that. I mean, it's like I said, since I started with you two years ago, I've seen such a shift in it. And I think even what you've shared online, like I know what every day you were posting your workouts every day that you were doing at Gold's, you know, and like I know now you take breaks and do like walk days and go walk Lulu to a coffee shop. So I love to see, you know, I've been talking about personally, I've kind of like hit a little rut with going to the gym. I think there's always a time and place for the gym. I love the gym, but I think it's okay to kind of mix up what you're doing. I actually think it's beneficial to not just do the same thing. And I realized I was kind of doing the exact same thing for like a year and a half. Yeah. And I got not only bored of it and like kind of uninspired, but I just, I wasn't enjoying it anymore. And obviously workouts are tough. I'm not saying it should be like fun necessarily, but I've been trying to implement more walks or classes or Pilates or even just like strength, different ways of strength training that isn't just like my lifting super heavy. Yeah. One thing I really liked that you said was you took a look at your routine and noticed that you were rushing everything and that you were rushing to the gym, Mm -hmm. slamming a Celsius, blasting music. Which you still love your Celsius, but I do. <laughs> rushing home. And that's a really high cortisol morning. And that's a really stressful way to start the day. Yeah. I had not even really heard of cortisol until I feel like you were going through this whole internal journey. And it made me change a lot of it. Like maybe I haven't had the lab work done and like being able to see if I have high cortisol or none like you had because it was so high for so long. But I just realized, yeah, my mornings were the moment I woke up, it was like racing to take my dog out before I could slam pre-workout to race to the gym, to hit a really hard workout, to race home, to hopefully make breakfast in time. And, you know, I... I can't rise quite as early as Mari, but like I'm up around like six o'clock and I just felt like those first three hours of my day were so high, like intense. They were just a lot. And Mm. then I would get to work at nine and almost just feel the the end of like the endorphin rush, which like I don't want to feel that way at nine when I just got to work to start the day. So I was like, I, I think I was just like exhausting myself. It was a little too much. So I've, yeah, I've tried to take a slower wake up now and I walk Benny and I like, make a cup of coffee and like I've just been taking time and it has felt really nice. So I don't know if I'm going to continue doing that forever. Like I said, I still love to go to the gym, lift heavy, but it's been a nice little transition. Yeah. And I feel like a lot of us can relate to that because there's just so much noise now. So much noise. Yeah. The phone, like Mari was away recently and I kind of took the time to like be off of my phone a little bit and we'll get to this. I want to ask you kind of more about social stuff, but it was really nice and I think now I'm in the habit of not looking at my phone which, which is a problem because I'm like hello we're at work I need you to ask me ago, she came down she's like did you see my text I was like oh no like I'm just I'm in the moment but 
there's a time and place for that for sure. I know you briefly touched on it, but your I had a lot of questions about your journey with your hormonal acne. Mm. Where are you with that in the process of it? What are you doing? I know you mentioned the drinks you make and stuff, but are there any other things you're implementing? And then just how is that affecting you mentally? I know I've seen how you felt, but I think, and I think you, you, you have been sharing actually a lot of it on social media, which I think a lot of people appreciate. I know, you know, it's not very transparent a lot of the time. I feel like people like Alex Earl who like have shared so openly, like this is what my skin looks like without the beauty filter and all this stuff. And it makes people realize that not everyone's perfect, especially the people that they're like looking up to on social media. So how has that journey been for you? And like, where are you at right now with that? I still have acne and it's to be transparent the mental journey of it has been brutal it's one of the hardest things I think I've ever been through which sounds crazy because I've been through things that are astronomically worse but Mm. I've had issues with acne since I was maybe 21 22 years old and it has really defined a lot of my 20s like I think back on a lot of my memories and I'm like I didn't fully enjoy that moment because of my acne Mm -hmm. And I think it's difficult to understand until you've been there. But to look in the mirror every day and kind of not be able to see your own face is a really challenging thing to go through. I've had a few mental breakdowns even a couple weeks ago while Mm -hmm. I was on in Europe, you know, like having a hard time enjoying what I was doing because of my acne. But I think one thing that comes out of it is you have to look for things about yourself that you like other than the way you look. Like Mm -hmm. you're just kind of forced to be like, okay, well, I'm a good boss. I'm good at my job. Mm -hmm. I'm kind. I have other things about myself that I have to love and appreciate. And um, that hasn't been easy for me. And it kind of made me look at myself and be like, okay, well, you need to work on your self-love because if this acne is bringing you down this hard, Mm -hmm. then you need to find other things that you appreciate about yourself. So the internal battle of it has been heavy. Yeah. But I have found some people who have guided me through it, like naturopaths and even facialists mm-hmm. who have kind of taken me under their wing and like been there for me when I'm at my lowest mm-hmm. and respond to my 10 texts of me freaking out that, oh my God, it's getting worse again. But yeah, I would say for me, the acne has been yeah, a mental health journey, but then also internal mm-hmm. and doing the lab work was crucial yeah. because I would have never have known I mean, I'm the healthiest person I know. And i that's not a flex. Like I, you know, yeah. I'm obsessed with this lifestyle. Yeah. I definitely am not nearly as healthy. And I know it drives you crazy when I like eat something. You're like, I wish I could eat that. But like, I will literally wake up with a zit tomorrow. But by the way, all the things you were saying about like finding other things about you. I think it's so interesting that it's so hard for us individually to like find those things about ourselves. But like, if you asked me what my favorite things about Mari, I would never be like, oh, her face. Yeah. The way she looks is what I like love about Mari. You know what? Isn't that crazy? And yeah. it's sad that just like our culture today puts so much pressure on your looks. But like, I always know if I'm struggling with something about my appearance or my weight or something, I'm like, I don't think any of my friends are ever going to like in 20 years or when I'm gone, if they're going to be like, oh, Fiona just was so thin. Like, she, was, I don't know. Like, she was snatched. She was like on, they, your, on your tombstone. It says snatched. <laughs> Or like, oh, she put on a little weight. Like, that's not what people talk about. They talk about your character and like how you made them feel. And 
I tell Mari all the time whenever she's having a bad, I'm like, I don't even notice it. Yeah. I know Greg says it to you too. Like when I'm talking to you, I don't even notice it. Cause I like know. I'm talking to you. Like it's just surface level. But I know, I know it's hard when it's you individually going through it. You feel like it's all everyone's looking at. You know? As you just said, the interesting thing for me through this acne journey is so specific example, but I went and got extractions done and anyone who's mm-hmm. had bad acne knows after you get extractions, you look crazy. Mm-hmm. Like my face was beat up. And I had plans to go on a hike with my friend the next day. And I almost canceled because I was like, I don't want her to see me like this. But I went, I pushed myself to go. We went on a hike. We had an amazing conversation. We got coffee afterwards. And I told her, I was like, you know, I almost didn't come because of how bad my face looks. Mm -hmm. And she was like, that's crazy, Mari. Like, Mm -hmm. I want to be here with you. And we had the best time. And it made me realize if people still love you and want to be around you when you have acne, then like, what does Mm -hmm. it even matter? at the end of the day yeah you know but the things I've been doing for it are you know diet related I eat pretty much no dairy no gluten whole foods Mm -hmm. I monitor my blood sugar I'm taking a lot of different supplements to fight infection and mycotoxins in my system I was shocked at like you know clearly my body is fighting an infection that's what the uh, labs indicate Mm -hmm. so working on that and it's a daily practice and I think the biggest thing is me stressing about it makes it a hundred times worse Mm -hmm. so um figuring out how to calm my nervous system has been huge yeah you're doing an amazing job thanks I've been along for the journey and it pains me to see when you're upset about it when you want to cancel plans or you have a shoot and you want to move it but you've done an amazing job and no one's looking at it and you look gorgeous and you're a beautiful person inside and that's what matters but Kind of on that, a lot of listeners had questions about themselves struggling with like body dysmorphia or body image. Mm. What advice do you have for people that might be having like bad body image days or mm, suffering? I think or just, if you ever, a, a lot of people asked if you ever had body dysmorphia after your weight loss specifically too. I had a lot of questions about that. I feel like I still do. This might sound bad, but I can always tell when someone has struggled with weight or even acne because they are generally really funny and have a very robust personality because you Mm. need to when you've been that low like you need to have other things about yourself that you love so you work on your personality more I don't know if that's a hot take but to me I can always tell when someone's either been through trauma Mm -hmm. been overweight or had acne because they're always like way nicer and way funnier anyway that aside you've been through trauma we will get along (laughs) yeah yeah yeah. I'm like perfect because you always have like a certain sense of humor you know what I mean yeah but I feel like it makes you just like stronger as a person and yeah Yeah. sorry that's not even the question I'll get there (laughs) but yes I've had body dysmorphia or bad body image days I think again my job has really helped me get through some of the toughest times because it allows me to do things I love and things I'm good at that aren't revolving around my looks and yes I'm on camera a lot and I'm on camera right now but I do a lot with Bloom behind the scenes Mm -hmm. that isn't that and leading other people and being in the room for big moments and making Mm -hmm. big decisions and in that way has really boosted my confidence and then I also think fitness and I've said this a thousand times but showing up for yourself every day really builds that confidence Mm -hmm. But yes, like I still have bad body image days, especially living in Los Angeles. I mean, this Mm -hmm. is such an epicenter for body image issues and 
we live amongst supermodels in this city and it's insane. Mm -hmm. Like walking into the grocery store, you would think that you're like, I don't know, an extra in a movie that's like in the back who you shouldn't be there. I agree. It's it's tough here. I think everywhere is tough now because of social media. Like even yeah. if you're living in the middle of the country in a small town, you're on TikTok and you're seeing, yep. you know, girls in bikinis that look a certain way, you know, but it's definitely exasperated here in LA. And the filters with acne, you feel like no one else has acne mm -hmm. ever. Yeah. And then you meet people in person and they don't look the same. Yeah. And you're like, oh, oh. okay. Yeah. Everyone has imperfections. Yeah. If people were a little more transparent about it, but like, why would they be? They like are obviously trying to yeah. mask it, and but that's because they feel insecure about it, obviously. I so. will say the place that I have been most comfortable sharing about my acne journey is TikTok, because I yeah. think TikTok is a place where it's encouraged to be imperfect, Yeah, where I feel like Instagram is way more polished yeah. and you feel less comfortable doing so. And TikTok, you like find the community, like because of the way it works, like if you're posting about it, all your comments are filled with people that are going through the same thing yeah. and, you know, can relate and stuff. So we do like TikTok. We kind of like, like I'm enjoying it yeah. at the moment. I, I think TikTok's like where it's at now compared to Instagram for sure. Creating but for not sure. scrolling. Yes. Is my goal. So that was my next question. Where do you currently stand with social media? Ooh. Are you on it every day? I know you take kind of the weekends off you've been doing. I feel like career-wise, my relationship with social media has changed a lot. I used mm -hmm. to be someone who was posting like every day and yeah. I had a whole content calendar where I was filming recipes and mm -hmm. it was a lot of my job and I didn't love it at the end. I really felt burnt out from it and I kind of felt like I have so much more to give than just posing on camera. I feel like when you know me, that's not even really my personality. I like doing things like this. I mm -hmm. really like connecting adding value and sharing. Mm -hmm. And um, I feel like my purpose in life is to share my pain and the things I've been through. And mm -hmm. I can't productively do that on social media. Mm -hmm. TikTok maybe, but I feel like podcasting is way more suited for that. I like the long form conversation and it mm -hmm. brings me a lot of joy. So on a career wise, mm -hmm. way less yeah. involved on social media. Yeah although it is important and it's the reason I'm here right now and I wouldn't be anywhere without mm -hmm. social media. So I have to credit in that way. I still struggle with my balance. I, it's so easy to fall in the trap of scrolling and comparing. And it really is like the thief of joy. Like I really find a couple minutes even of scrolling just like mm. makes me, it puts me in a mood. Yeah. And um, I have to be really careful about it. And I honestly find the busier I am, the less I'm scrolling and the happier I am. Yeah. I think being idle and having time to scroll is the worst thing for me. Yeah. How about you? I totally agree. I, like I said, I kind of took a little break from it recently. Here's a prime example. Mari like brought up, I hadn't been on my phone while she was away a ton. And she was like, Hailey Bieber's pink dress. And I said, what are you talking about? She's like, Oh, you really weren't on your phone. Like I actually know, like because I knows everything. I love Haley Bieber, so I was like, I don't know what pink dress you're talking about. And I went and looked at it last night. She looked stunning. She slayed in that. Dress. Like I was like, see, I really wasn't on my phone. Like I didn't know, but it it was a nice little break. But it's hard, especially like in the industry we work in, and like I want to know what's happening with other brands, and in the, it's it's kind of part of our job. 
But um, I know a couple months back, we definitely took a shift, kind of what Mari was saying. You know, we had this whole content plan and it was like, what are we posting today? What are we posting? And like, I think finally we just had this realization, like, why don't you just post like your actual life? Mm. And just if that day you get a cute picture, or you feel like posting or you're at the barn and you want to share a video of you and Bo, like post it. But like, we don't need to curate everything. And I feel like that adjustment has been like monumental and has given you time to actually focus on things you really enjoy, like the podcast versus just kind of like filler curated content that you think your audience wants to see when really they want to see like the authentic, real stuff, you know? And also just to add, Fee took a hiatus from her phone while I was in Europe. And it's so funny, the expectation we have with our friends and other people to engage on our social media because I noticed that Fee wasn't liking my posts or commenting on my posts or responding to any of my stories. So I started spiraling and I was like, oh my gosh, like Fee hates me. Like what, what's going on? Like we're not friends anymore. She muted me. She literally accused me of muting her. I didn't I accuse like, you. I asked you. I was like, I would never mute you. Wait, you want it? This is so funny, you guys. This is just like our friendship dynamic. So she like, okay, she was away on a trip. I didn't want to bother her and be like bombarding her and texting her. And like, I almost commented on a TikTok one day. And then I'm like, that's weird. Cause like we're friends. I don't know. It's, how do I put this? Like, Bari is my friend, whether she's on social media or not. And so I just don't use social media as a way to communicate with you. I don't either. I, I just, never comment on your posts. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Which like people would probably be like, oh, like, I think like your followers have been like, are you guys still friends? Just because I'm not commenting and like on her post. But I did then realize Mari went and guys, Mari went and liked like five of my posts in a row. <laughs> I was like, oh, and then I went and realized I literally realized I hadn't liked like the last five. So I went and liked them all and like commented well, on I a have bunch. Fee, but I just think it's so funny. Like I have Fee starred on my social. So she pops up first, no matter what. But I just think it's interesting that you and I have the same perspective on that. We don't comment on each other's posts because why would we? We're sitting next to each other all day. That, but then yes. the second I was away from you, I was influenced by other people mm -hmm. online. Like I see other friend groups yeah. commenting, oh my God, you're a sweet baby angel on each other's posts. And I'm like, well, why the frick doesn't Fee comment that on my posts? I like, I'm even comparing friendships. It's toxic. It's really, yeah. I'm ready for the next question. Okay, well. I'm actually getting- I was just trying I'm to give you heated. a little, you know, a little space, time on your trip with your man. I have, you're my only <laughs> friend. Like space would indicate that I have, anyway. I learned my lesson. I need to engage with Mari while she's away on trips, but that's okay. Lesson learned. I did favorite her on my Instagram, you guys. So now she is my first one every time. Social media- I know you've kind of taken a step back from looking at your comments and DMs and stuff a lot. But, you know, I, t I definitely take a look at them, I especially when we might be getting some hateful comments. But something that's come up quite a bit, and I actually had some listener questions about it, was your relatability, especially since you've, you know, started a business, definitely become more successful and a lot of hate kind of about it, saying that you no longer are relatable and you're not the same Mari I was following three years ago. And I feel like you've never actually really addressed it. I know people have commented and like, we'll talk about it. And I'm like, I, I think you should say something. And you're like, it's not worth it. But I would love to give you the opportunity to talk about that and what you think about it. Yeah. And I think this is the right place to talk about it mm -hmm. because I think if I were to address it in a comment or on a story, it's like, it doesn't, 
give me the space to discuss how I actually feel. Doesn't translate like no. the way you come and across. Yeah. All it does is just fire up the conversation in the comments and mm-hmm. also give the person saying that the attention that they want. So blanket statement, like I'm definitely way more successful than I ever anticipated. Like I mm-hmm. wasn't someone who ever foresaw myself having financial success, business success, any type of fame or mm-hmm. anyone even recognizing me on the street. So it's, I haven't fully wrapped my head around it. Yeah. And like, I'm not someone who walks around <laughs> embracing that concept. I struggle with imposter syndrome constantly and feeling like, who am I? I didn't mm-hmm. expect to be in this room or living in this house or driving this car or whatever it may be. I think it's interesting online, and I've heard Chelsea Handler talk about this. People love you until you get to a certain point. They root for you to be successful until you're actually successful. Mm -hmm. They want to be able to see themselves in you, Mm -hmm. which I completely understand. Like, that's how I started my career. I was Mm -hmm. sharing my struggles and hardships, and people could see themselves in me. It's comfortable and for them. It's comfortable yeah. for them and it makes them feel seen. Mm-hmm. And like, I wanted that too when I was starting. Mm-hmm. Am I going to stunt my own growth to continue to be relatable for other people? No. You know, like I'm, I've worked my ass off and I still work my ass off. I think people suddenly think that when you're successful, you enter a different stratosphere and you're no longer like a real human mm-hmm. that feels anything mm-hmm. or has the same wants. Like I think everyone who knows me and Greg knows we have this thing where we're never fully satisfied. Mm -hmm. And I mean that in a way where not that we don't have enough stuff. I mean, with ourselves, like we could get into target and the next day be like, what's, what are we doing now? Which is why you have been so successful. Like I have to say, like it, it's it's definitely a part of it. It's kind of an insecurity. Yeah. But it's helped you because a lot of people that don't have that won't keep striving for the next thing and won't grow. So like as much as it kind of feels like it hinders you a little bit, it does help you. Yeah. But yeah. I also think a lot of the hate that I get now is due to the podcast. And I think that's because it's the first time I've ever had public opinions about anything. Mm -hmm. I used to post recipes and workouts and there wasn't really much room for controversy. Mm -hmm. And now that I share and have conversations with people that people might disagree with or even I disagree with. Mm. There's just so much more room for hate and I'm okay with that. I've come to a point where I'm like, I'd rather live authentically Mm -hmm. and speak openly about how I feel about certain things and change my mind on things and listen to conflicting opinions. I'd rather do that and feel good about my job Mm -hmm. than continue posting on social media and not really having an opinion on anything. So I think that's where a lot of the hate comes from as well. And guys, with this said, like, yes, there's hate in the comments on my reels that do really well, but there's hate on any reel Mm -hmm. that does well nowadays. Like reels do well because of controversy. Yeah. So there's hate everywhere. It's not like just me. I see it on the person that you think would never get hate ever gets hate now. For everything. Everything. That's what fuels Mm -hmm. social media nowadays. So I definitely don't take it personally. And I'd say the amount of love I get way outweighs the hate. And I just, everyone who's listening here and supporting me, and I really appreciate that. And I see you guys 
more than I do the hate. Yeah. Back to like the relatability stuff. I've always thought it was so interesting when we get those kind of, or Mari gets those kind of comments. Cause I'm like, these people that were fans and day ones and they're like, I was buying Bloom. I was your biggest fan. And now I feel like you have this and that and I can't relate to you anymore. I'm like, you like fed into that. Like you purchased and supported her. Like, and now she's grown from it and it, you don't want to support. It doesn't make sense to me. I'm like, if someone's been working their butt off and you've been supporting them and cheering them on and then they get to the top and then you just want to tear them down, it, it blows my mind. Like, right. I think it's so interesting. And just as someone who in the last two years being with you has seen like, we're in this the Bloom HQ in the podcast studio. When I started with Mari, it was one room at like a rented office with eight people at one table. Like I've seen such a transformation over the time. And I see it firsthand and I'm obviously your friend. So I'm so proud of you. But like seeing the hate and all those kind of comments blows my mind because I'm like, what did you expect? Mm. Like she built a company. She worked her butt off every day. You've supported it. And now that she's actually made it or gotten somewhere, you don't like it. It just it doesn't make sense to me. But I get it's because people can't when they no longer see themselves in you and it makes them uncomfortable. Like, oh, should I be doing that? Like, oh, I haven't done this, which again, comparing yourself to someone, it's also, would you say I've changed since you met me? No. Like, exactly. Absolutely not. If anything, in good ways. Like, if anything, you've grown. We were chatting yesterday. Mari had a really cool opportunity yesterday. I don't want to talk about it too much. She went and got her brain scan with Dr. Amen. It was such a cool opportunity to see. And for him to, like, literally scan her brain and look at things and be able to tell her things about her personality that I've seen for years blew my mind. But... Even the fact that we did that and Mari has like taken these steps to like she said, like work internally and she could be the healthiest person on the outside and be working out every day and have that all figured out. But like, I feel like we discovered that like your brain health and like your mental health, like it's just the beginning. Like mm. you have this whole plan now of like ways to improve, you yeah. know, and have a healthier mind and healthier mental health. So it was really cool to see that. Okay, so I had so many questions about Mari and Greg's sex life. <laughs> I probably am not going to go there. I'm going to keep it a little bit more PG, but you guys, oh my gosh, like the questions I was getting, I was like, these are in my inbox, you guys. <laughs> like I'm seeing all of <laughs> Is these. Is there like a tame one? I mean, I and I totally understand where people are coming from. They said, you know, you guys got married a couple of years ago. They were like, during marriage, do you guys schedule time to be with each other? We schedule quality time. <laughs> okay. Like we have a date night every week, no matter what. And we Love always that. eat dinner together. Nice. For the most part. We don't schedule sex. I feel okay, like that's, that was asked a lot. I was, which I was like, is that a thing? But I guess like, especially once you have kids and stuff, I think that's like a- I feel like that, might, that might ruin the vibe. Like, I oh, know, it's like, six. <laughs> you know what's happening. Let's go. <laughs> But I think what you said, but even just setting the time for date night and stuff, even if it's just like a night at home that you guys are doing something, I think that's... Ooh, yeah, we can't be in the house though. Oh, you have to go out. Yeah, because otherwise we start talking about work. Oh. At dinner last night, we literally were sitting there having a great time and then Greg brought up something negative about work and I was like, shit, now I'm... It's hard. Spiraling. It's hard. Like when you hang out with people, like we were just away in Newport and like when when our whole like team is together because that's what we're friends it's hard not to, yeah. to bring up work and stuff yeah. but on the topic of sex babies I had someone ask they're hoping for a baby Levecchia baby L they said 
I don't know. I'm assuming that's Slovakia. Baby L. Baby L. In 2024. Baby loser. So can we be expect? <laughs> Mari, that's Sorry. so mean. They're asking, like, can we expect that next year? And then they also want to know how many kids you want to have. Some people get really angry when people ask about kids, which I understand because like if you're struggling with fertility, it can be really sensitive. And mm-hmm. I just want to acknowledge that. And I only recently got my cycle back and I was really worried. But um, <laughs> can we expect kids? And when is the question? How many? Like, yeah. Like, are they are you, can we be expecting them? Obviously, not like anytime soon. But like this is like a movie premiere, I feel like. <laughs> can we be expecting like something new? Yeah. What's next? What's next? I would say I would love to be pregnant like right now <laughs> but she's not I'm this not. is not an announcement disclaimer really cool. I'm not pregnant <laughs> however with where we're at right now with Bloom there's a lot happening that we need to kind of wrap up mm-hmm. by the end of the summer hopefully we would really like kids within the next year we'd like to start having kids within the next year and how many I would just be honored and blessed to have one I know Mari always has a cute answer. Like whenever we talk about it, I'm like, I want three. And Mari's like, if I just had one, that would make me so happy. Because for me, I feel very... So Fee's always said that her purpose in life is to be a mom. And I can 100% say that I can see that. She's obsessed with babies and she's just such a motherly person. For me, I've had such an interesting relationship with my own mom that I see having a child being like a very meaningful experience for me. And I don't want to say that in a selfish way, but there's just so much I would do differently with my child. And I just can't wait. I want to be the best mom ever and Mm -hmm. really like make sure I'm taking everything I've learned in my healing Mm -hmm. and putting it into that relationship. So I can only really picture one because I'm like, I, you know, I need to learn. Yeah. I guess it's like when the time comes, like if you have one and then you're like, oh, we like kind of right. want another one. Or if you're just happy with one, which that's amazing too, like you right. said. And we both know I'm going to have like a plethora of farm animals. So I don't know if I'll be able to have like three kids and a farm. Guys, this farm, I'm I'm in on it now too. At first when Mari was bringing it up, I was like, oh, not the farm. She Now <laughs> you want a farm. I do want a farm. I want chickens at least, maybe a little pig. Guys, Mari shared this. A little pig. They're 500 okay. pounds, homie. A giant pig. Mari shared this PDF with me about like how to start your own farm. Okay, listen, guys. I've always said this. If you want to start a business, make a PDF guide. That's how I started my entire career. There's no overhead. It's super simple. All you have to do is be knowledgeable about, about something. I find this woman on TikTok who has a farm, a homestead. She sells a PDF guide for running a farm with each chapter as a different farm animal. Did you read it? I read, so I read the pig page because I kind of want a pig. It was a little like heartbreaking. Yeah, dude. It was like, whoa, I thought it would be easy. I read the alpaca section. You know, trigger warning, they die. Oh, I mean, obviously they die. Like, what do you mean they die? (laughs) Obviously they die. Like they don't live that long. Like hamsters. So she goes, I wish someone told me before I got alpacas that they get sick really frequently, like with anemia or something. I don't know, maybe I'm saying that wrong. But she said several of her alpacas dropped dead. Oh, you couldn't do that. I would. Guys, Mari got koi fish and one was like murdered by a heron and Mari like couldn't talk about it for a week. 
oh, they wanted to get like little turtles for the pond. And the guy was like, oh, they like wander away. And Mari was like, oh, no, like I can't deal with the death. Like, no, so, I'm a fragile no, person. No turtles. Yeah. I'm a fragile person. But the pig page, it was like, it's like, imagine like like how cute little piglets are playing in hay, running across a pasture. And then the next paragraph's like growing your own like homegrown bacon. And I was like, oh, you eat the pigs? I was like, and Mari asked me, she's like, well, are you going to eat the pigs? Absolutely not. I just want to have some pet pigs. But it was all about raising pigs to then eat them. And it just, I, I get it. I get that's how it all works. I eat bacon. But like, it just made me really upset. I was like, if I have piglets, like, I'm keeping the pigs. I'm not. But you know, piglets turn into pigs. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I want a pig, but I'm not going to eat them. Jeffree Star has <laughs> yaks. He I, has a yak farm. And I this, think is this is what is so interesting. He has pet yaks yeah. that he has names for and he's connected with those ones he hangs out with those are his pets he doesn't kill those okay. he has some in the back pasture Better. that he sells as yak meat mm. that he doesn't interact with because That'd you be know hard. that would be hard but i just i can't even i remember when that whole thing came out and i was like this man is befriending and like naming his pets and they, no but it's not he's not but he's not that, that's it see that's still hard for me it would be, hard. It would be heartbreaking yeah. for me yeah Oh, we love our animals too much. Do you want to some rapid fire? Okay, rapid fires. Here we go, guys. I also had so many questions from you guys, so I know I didn't get to all of them, so maybe we'll do another. Part four, baby. Part four of all the questions, but okay. Rapid fire. Who would be your ultimate podcast guest? Andrew Huberman. That's a good one. Okay. What vitamin do you swear by? Shit, changes every day. Fish oil. Okay. That's been a steady one for a while. I know. I feel like it's not. I feel like it's a... Vitamin D? Oh, I was going to say the glutathione. Well, that's just because I'm on this healing journey right now, but I think a majority of people are deficient in vitamin D, you included. Me. Uh, So I'd say vitamin D, fish oil. It's really hard, guys. I'm... Vitamin Mari's got me on my supplement game, you guys. I filled all my my little organizers last night. I took 12 pills last night. Woo! I, I looked at Kenny. I said, I just took 12 pills. He goes, are you turning into Mari? Stop. I was like, I am. You I mean am. the Hulk? I, yes. I, I, yeah, yeah. I mean, the, the best, healthiest form of myself? Yes, yes, I am. Current take on drinking and marijuana. Oh, gosh. So I've been working with Dr. Amen on my brain health, and he's super anti-both. Mm-hmm. I agree with him. It's toxic. However, like I want to enjoy my life. I love a glass of natural wine, Mm -hmm. preferably dry farm wines every now and again Mm -hmm. with ice cubes, watered down. Marijuana, I used to smoke weed every night for like two, three years. You remember that, right? Guys, I was shocked when I tell you I started working with Mari and like there were just trays with joints everywhere. I was low-key a I was like, aren't you like a wellness girly? And she was like, well, yeah, but like, that's fine. Like, oh, and this is back also when she like did not drink and was, was like keto and was like on this plan. And this girl was smoking every night and I was shocked. I was like, I don't even partake like that. I was shocked, but it's because you, of my, chilled it out a little bit. It's because of my horrific anxiety. Yeah. I didn't know how else to calm down. Yeah. I found other ways now. I smoke weed very rarely now, mm-hmm. but I think it's mad fun. It is fun. When are Bloom Greens coming to the UK? I got so many questions about when are they coming here? When are they coming here? Leo. Okay, don't at me at Leo because that's his job, but it's coming very, very soon. UK is our first spot we want to launch internationally, obviously, because I'm from the UK and I think there's such a good spot for them there. So coming very soon. I'm hoping this year. 
Last thing, what is one thing on your bucket list? Could be anything, an experience, a place, a farm. (laughs) I want to go on a trip where there's no phones and Mm. I cannot go on my phone, preferably like outside, preferably horseback riding, preferably camping, preferably cooking over a fire, like no internet, maybe with like girlfriends. We've talked about doing like a wellness retreat at one of these places. We need to like look into that actually and plan something. But that would freak me out because then you're not here and like all hell could be oh, breaking loose right. and I would have no idea. See, but you just gotta like put the trust. What's that? Tur- put the trust. Just put the trust. Like <laughs> put the trust. Just put the trust. Guys, that just goes to show the difference between me and Mari. Granted, she does run her entire like a company, but multiple companies. But she's like, I couldn't, and I'm just like. Oh, I'm gone. Like, no response. No, you're not. That's the quote of the if, whole episode. Put the trust. If, just that's put the I'm tr- like framing that. I think I was thinking, uh, let go and let let go and let God. Isn't that a thing? Oh, you're a church sermon I, now? <laughs> it's basically just saying, like, whatever will be, will be. I don't know. I don't think I was. Slay. Yeah. Big slay. Okay. <laughs> well, let me wrap up this beautiful episode. Fee, thank you so much. You're welcome. That was, that was tough. Like, I... I give you all the kudos when you interview. It's like so effortless. I feel like you're pretty good at it. I tried. I tried. But you like the way you flow question to question, like you kill it. So that's also anxiety field. Oh, okay. (laughs) Anyway, guys, thank you so, so much for tuning in. Let us know if you enjoyed this episode with Fee interviewing me. I feel like we need a part four just to get to all the questions. So let us know in the comments on the Pursuit of Wellness podcast page on Instagram what you want to see next who you want to see next. I really hope you enjoyed, Fee. Oh, wait, shoot. I have one more question. I should have asked you. Go for it. What does wellness mean to you? Ah. <laughs> oh, geez. I've never That's answered it. That's the hardest my... one, I know. People always say it's so hard. I'm like, is it though? I, I sat in like the room for so many recordings. And then when I had to do it the first time, I was like, what does wellness mean to me? I think wellness to me is shit. Yeah. <laughs> Put people on the spot. It's tough. (laughs) You know, I have a very 360 approach to it now, which I didn't before. Mm -hmm. I think being physically well is important. Being mentally well is important. Mm -hmm. And spiritually. And by that, I mean like having fun and being in the moment and connecting with other people. I'm still figuring out what wellness means to me. And that's the joy of it is that it's always a pursuit of wellness. I really didn't intend on saying that, but that worked out really nicely. Thank you guys so much for listening. I really hope you enjoyed and we'll talk soon. See you next Monday. Bye. Thank you for listening to today's episode. Go comment on my last Instagram at Mari Llewellyn with the guest you want to see next. I'll be picking one person from the comments to send our bloom greens to. Make sure you hit follow so you never miss my weekly episodes. If you enjoyed the conversation, be sure to share and leave a review. See you next week. Please note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.